Right. So today we are doing a new chapter called The Marriage of Samba. I'm not from Shole. <laughs> Samba is uh, the son of Sri Krishna. So we are going to see a small story about him and how the entire <coughs> clan goes against the other. So you will find that the Kaurava is on one side and the Yaduvanshi is on the other side. They are now, you know, going to get into a big fight. So let us see what happens. <coughs> so we are doing Canto 10, Chapter 68, The Marriage of Samba. Last time we had done a small chapter about some different different stuff like, uh, you know, Balrama is slaying the village gorilla and so on and so forth. So today we are doing another small chapter which is on marriage of Samba. Sukhdev Goswami said, O King, Jambavati's son Samba, ever victorious in battle, kidnapped Duryodhan's daughter Lakshmana from her Swayamvar ceremony. Now it has become too common, isn't it? Kidnapping some girl from this ceremony is like a normal thing. So, Duryodhan had a daughter, her name was Lakshman, Lakshmana. Ah, yeah, don't, don't mix up with uh, the Lakshmana from uh, Ramayana, that is a man's name, this is a woman's name. So, Lakshmana is a girl's name and she is kidnapped by Samba. Now, what happens after that? The angry Kuru said, this ill-behaved boy has offended us, forcibly kidnapping our unmarried daughter against her will. He has gone for Swayamvar and kidnapped her from there. Like Prithviraj Chavan, I am sure you remember the story. And like Sri Krishna, when he kidnapped his, uh, you know, uh, Rukmini. It's, it's a very common thing. It's a very common phenomena out there at that time. So, the Kauravas, all of them were very furious. Now, there were hundred of them. And they were ruling in this kingdom called Hastinapur. We have still not come to the part of you know, the Bhagavad Gita and uh, you know the Kurukshetra war. We have still not come over there. Now this is before that. So what happens? Arrest this ill-behaved Samba. What will the Vrishnis do? By our grace they are ruling land that we have granted them. Now Hastinapur was the capital of so-called India at that point in time. And rest of the kingdoms were all vassals. They were small, small kingdoms everywhere. Likewise, this kingdom, which was Dwarka, was on the furthest end on the west coast. So at that, at that place, it was like a small kingdom, which according to Hastinapur, which was one of the largest kingdoms. So they are saying, we have given the kingdom to them. If the Vrishnis come here, when they learn that their son has been captured, we will break their pride. Thus they will become subdued, like bodily senses brought under strict control. After saying this and having their plan sanctioned by the senior members of the Kuru dynasty, Karna, Sala, Bhuri, Yagnaketu and Sudyodhana set out to attack Samba. Now Samba is a very great warrior, no doubt about it, you should know this. So when he kidnaps the girl, Lakshmana, and he's taking her away, 
is fighting all the other yaduvan uh, other uh, kauravas as well so once this happens they say okay we should capture him and bring him back to the kingdom so they have deputed some of their best warriors including karan seeing duryodhana and his companions rushing towards him samba the great chariot fighter took up a splendid blow bow and stood alone like a lion determined to capture him the angry bowmen led by karna shouted at samba stand and fight stand and fight they came straight for him and showered him with arrows now all of them have surrounded this one person who best of kurus as krishna's son samba was being unjustly harassed by the kurus the darling of the yadu dynasty did not tolerate their attack any more than a lion would attack tolerate an attack by puny animals samba has got the power of his father as well so naturally he is a very strong person but still at the end of it he will not be he is not krishna himself so naturally he is captured and there is a there is a story over here ranging his wonderful bow heroic samba struck with arrows the six warrior headed by karna he pierced the six chariots with as many arrows each team of four horses and four arrows and each chariot driver with a single arrow and he similarly struck the great bowmen who commanded the chariots the enemy warrior congratulated samba for his display of prowess but they forced him down from his chariot and thereupon four of them struck his four horses one of them struck down the chariot driver another broke his bow having deprived samba of the chariot during the fight the kuru warrior tied him up with great difficulty and returned victorious to the city taking the young boy and the princess so here we have samba getting arrested and being taken away and then now let us see what happens after that o king when the yadavas heard the news of this from sri narada they became angry urged by king ugrasen they prepared for war against the kurus naturally all the vishnis are getting very angry why because the darling son is got arrested what was he doing he was just going to go and get lakshmana from there but again on top of it all there was some problem and he got arrested and because of which now the vishnis are wanting to go and fight lord balram however cooled the temper tempers of the vishni heroes who had already put on their armor he who purifies the age of quarrel did not want the quarrel between the kurus and the vishnis thus accompanied by brahmanas and family elders he went to hastinapur on his chariot which was as effulgent as the sun as he went he appeared like a moon surrounded by the ruling planets so you find that balram has now gone alone over there with some few army people upon arriving at hastinapur lord balram remained in a garden outside the city and sent uddhava ahead to probe king dhritarashtra's intentions so naturally uh, he is sending an emissary inside the kingdom to find out what is it that is happening over there after he had offered proper respect to the son of ambika that is dhritarashtra and to bhishma drona bahelika and duryodhana uddhava informed them that lord balrama has arrived lord balram is also the master of duryodhan you should know this because he taught duryodhan exactly the art of fighting overjoyed to hear that balram 
that Balram, their dearmost friend, had come. They first honored Uddhava and then went forth to meet the Lord, carrying auspicious offerings in their hands. They approached Lord Balram and worshipped him with gifts of cows and agraya, as he fulfitting. Those among the Kurus who understood his true power bowed down to him, touching the heads to the ground. Some of them knew who he was, the rest of them did not know who he was. After both parties had heard that their relatives were doing well, both inquired each other's welfare and health. Lord Balram forthrightly spoke to the Kurus as follows. Lord Balram said, King Ugrasen is our master and the ruler of kings. With undivided attention you should hear what he has ordered you to do and then you should do it at once. Now imagine one person is coming and telling, see my boss has ordered that this is what you got to do. And the entire army of all the Kurus are there right in front of you. How do you, what happens, what do you think happens? Uh, have, uh, I think the thing is frozen or something. Uh, am I on live? I'm not able to see. Oh, yeah. I think uh, Brito's frame has got frozen. Alright, so let us see. Hmm? I'm just sending my message and see if, he's, uh, if everything is going. So, upon hearing these words of Lord Baldev, which were full of potency, courage, and strength, and were appropriate to his transcendental power, the Kauravas became furious and spoke as follows. The Kuru noble said, How amazing this is! The force of time is indeed insurmountable. As lowly Shu now wants to climb onto the head that bears the royal crown. So now those who had come over there, they did not like what was happening. So what did they say? Oh, so you have come and saying that Ugrasen has told us to do this? Oh, sorry, I missed one line over here. King Ugrasen had said, this is uh, line number 22. King Ugrasen had said, even though by irreligious means several of you defeated a single opponent who follows the religious code, still I am tolerating this for the sake of unity among family members. What Ugrasen was saying was, actually in the Swayamvar, you can go and the girl can definitely, have, the girl has a choice of whomsoever she wants to marry. Alright? Now what happens in that is, Samba comes over there and he likes the girl, so he takes her away. Now, he has done it in the Pratha that is followed. Pratha means the, the way, the, the procedures that are followed. He has done that exactly like his father as well. And because they have done exactly like that, so Ugrasen has sent a message saying that, you know, this is a very legible type of a thing. It's, it's very logical. So why, why are we saying that you know, he has done something wrong? So, that is the reason why he says, upon hearing the words of Lord Baldev, which was full of potency, courage and strength, and were appropriate to him, transcendental power, the Kauravas became furious and spoke as follows. The Kuru noble said, how amazing this is. That means, what nonsense are you talking? You are, you are insulting us on top of it. That is what the Kurus are saying. The force of time is indeed surmountable. A lowly shoe now wants to climb the head that bears the royal crown. It is because these Vishnis are bound to us by marital ties that we have granted them equality, knowing them, allowing them to share our beds, seats and meals. Indeed, it is we who have given them their royal thrones. So, it is exactly like, you know, uh, 
it's like this, you know, just imagine there on one side you have the Kurus and on the other side you have the Vrishnis. Now the Vrishnis are saying Ki we want our son back with the girl. And the Kurus are saying you have come and kidnapped her. And on top of it you are trying to behave as if you are doing something really great. This is not a done thing. You have actually come and you have observed us. Whereas you people are vassals, you are a small kingdom out there and uh, we have given you this kind of a greatness. So what makes you think that uh, this, uh, you know, you can sit on top of our head? So this is what happens. No longer should the Yadus be allowed to use their royal symbols. Hmm. It is because of, it is because these Vishnis are bound by marital ties. The, the family had got married, you know, they, girls from this side and so on and so forth. There was a, uh, these, all these were relatives. They are bound to us by marital ties and we have granted them equality, allowing them to share our beds, seats and meals. Indeed, it is we who have given them the royal thrones. Only because we look the other way could they enjoy the pair of yak tail fans and the conch shells, white umbrellas, thrones and the royal bed. So, they are saying, Meri se sab tumko mil gaya hai. Because of me, because of me. Now, you know, in our life also, we have come across this kind of situation where, you know, the person says, I gave you the job. I did this thing for you. And here you are sitting on top of my head and telling me what, what I am supposed to be doing. This is not a done thing. So, did you get the point? Here, the, the kettle is calling the... Like that, the other way around. <laughs> I have forgotten that verse. Okay. So, now, no longer should the Yadus be allowed to use their royal symbols. Royal symbols means there are these symbols which even what we call as the crest. You know, I am sure those who have been to countries which have the royal crest is there. You know? Again, uh, in England you have Honor Majesty's service. You know, it's written. There are certain shops where you can find these kind of letterings and the crest is given. It's like a symbol. So, they are using our crest. We have given them the crest. And they cause trouble to those who gave them. Like milk fed to poisonous snakes. Having prospered by our grace, these Yadavas have now lost all shame and are daring to command us. So, you are daring to talk to us like this? How would even Indra dare upsurp anything that Bhishma, Drona, Arjuna and the other Kurus have not given him? It would be like a lamb claiming the lion's skill. So, again, this is a continuation of what they said. How can they do this? Sri Bhadrayani said, The best of the Bharatas, among the arrogant Kurus, thoroughly puffed up by the opulence of their high birth and relation, had spoken this harsh word to Lord Balram. They turned and went back to the city. Uh, imagine talking like this to the super boss. Okay, they don't even know who this person is that they are speaking to. And you are talking to Balram, Adishesh, the one who literally is like a shelter to this entire universe. So here what happens? Seeing the bad character of the Kurus and hearing their nasty words, the infallible Lord Balram became filled with rage. His countenance frightful to behold. He laughed repeatedly and spoke as follows. So now Balram has got very angry. Lord Balram said, 
Clearly the many passions of these scoundrels have made them so proud that they do not want peace. Then let they be pacified by physical punishment as animals are with a stick. Yeah. Now this is something which is not allowed in the world today. According to, uh, you know, you cannot use the stick method. But stick method is a very, very right method where you can get a certain things done. People don't listen. Uh, you cannot have, you know, children talking back at you. You cannot have subordinate, insubordination. You cannot have insubordination. When the lower lying, you know, lower uh, level employees or lower level people, they keep on talking back at you. That is something that should not be allowed because as, at the end of the day, you are working over there or you are, you are, you are living over there because of that individual. Fortunately, in today's day, let's go to bank. Let's open it properly. Alright. So, you call it insubordination. But, now, what is Balram doing? Now, Balram is got very angry. So, what he says? Ah, clearly the many passions of the scoundrels have made them so proud that they do not want peace. Then let them be pacified by physical punishment as animals with a stick. Ah, the only gradually are we able to calm the furious Yadus and Lord Krishna, who was also enraged. Desiring peace for these Kauravas, I came here. But they are so dull-headed, fond of quarrel and mischievous by nature that they have repeatedly disrespected me. Out of conceit, they dare to address me with harsh words. So Balram is saying, that see, I am the one who told Ugrasen and Krishna and everybody, don't worry, I will handle the situation. Because let me go and talk to them. Let me go and talk to the Kauravas and let this matter get settled properly. So he says, I have come here alone. I have not brought Krishna or other other Vrishnis. But these people have come and insulted me. King Ugrasen, the lord of the Bhojas, Vrishnis and Andakas is not fit to command when Indra and the other planetary rulers obey his orders. He says, what nonsense are these people talking? They are saying that Ugrasen is not supposed to be doing this. I mean, whereas even the Indra is bowing down to him. The same Krishna who occupies the Sudharma assembly halls and for his enjoyment took the Parijata tree from the immortal demigods. That very Krishna is indeed not fit to sit on a royal throne. Is this what these Kurus are thinking? The goddess of fortune herself, ruler of the entire universe, worships his feet. And the master of the goddess of fortune does not deserve the paraphernalia of a mortal king. So, Balram is saying, what do these Kurus think of themselves? You know, don't they understand that Sri Krishna is ruling this kingdom? Dwarka over there? Don't they understand that Lakshmi, the goddess has come down in, on this earth and she is also serving the dear lord. Don't these people understand what this is happening? Basically people forget the truth. Many a times when ego you know, and arrogance goes to the head, a person forgets the true person that the other, the other divine beings that are there. And we insult them and we say a lot of wrong things to them. That is not how things are to be done. The dust of Krishna's lotus feet, which is the source of holiness for all places of pilgrimage, is worshipped by the great demigods. 
The principal deities of all planets are engaged in his service and they consider themselves most fortunate to take the dust of the lotus feet of Krishna on their crowns. Great demigods like Lord Brahma and Shiva, Lord Shiva and even the goddess of fortune and I are simply parts of his spiritual identity. And we also carefully carry the dust on our head. And still Krishna is not fit to use the royal insignia or even sit on the royal throne. Is that what these people are thinking? Huh? That they are talking this kind of nonsense about Krishna? So Balram gets very angry. Uh, let me put it this way. Many a times in our life, we get angry with the God. We get angry with the Divine Lord and we say a lot of wrong things. Knowingly or unknowingly, we are saying a lot of bad words. We keep on insulting the Lord. This is something which we should not do. It is like this. You are saying something wrong to Krishna or to the Divine Lord. The Lord may not directly do anything. But he has got his entire creation around him. The creation definitely takes action by the way. Whether you like it or not, you will find that the universe definitely takes action. So, if Krishna is getting insulted, remember that on this side, Balram, who is a part of his being, that is Adishesh, is definitely not liking what is happening. You cannot talk bad about your master. So naturally he is going to take action. And what kind of action is that? That is something which happens once in a great while. Let us see what the action is. So he says, just see how this puffed up. We Vrishnis enjoy only whatever small parcel of land the Kurus allowed us. And we are indeed shoes, whereas the Kurus are the head. So Balram is questioning this. So you think, you know, we have, we are having a small parcel of land over there somewhere. We are nobodies. And you think that we are, we are like shoes on the head. Don't, don't talk like this, okay? So just see how these puffed up Kurus are intoxicated with the so-called power, like ordinary drunken men. What actual ruler with the power to command would tolerate their foolish nasty words? Today I shall rid the earth of Kauravas declared the furious Balram. Thus he took his plough weapon and rose up as if to set the three worlds ablaze. So Balram gets up and takes up his weapon. You know his weapon is a plough. You know. The Lord angrily dug up Hastinapur with the tip of his plough and began to drag it intending to cast the entire city into the Ganga. So so what does he do? He lifts the entire city with his plough and he says, now I am going to throw it in the Ganga. So Ganga is a very powerful river which is flowing from the north and it goes, one of the portions of the river is also there very close to Indraprast, that is Delhi. Seeing that the city was tumbling about like a raft at sea as it was being dragged away and it was about to fall into the Ganga, the Kauravas became terrified. To save their life, they approached the Lord for shelter. Taking their families with them, placing Samba and Lakshmana in front, they joined their palms in supplication. So naturally, everybody is afraid. So what they do? They take Lakshmana and Samba and they put him, them in front. The Kaurava says, Oh Rama, Rama, foundation of everything. We know nothing of your power. Please excuse our offense, for we are ignorant and misguided. So just when all these kind of things happen, 
naturally the people are afraid so what do this kauravas do they come and they beg pardon from the lord you alone cause the creation maintenance and annihilation of the cosmos and of you there is no prior cause indeed o lord authorities say that the world are mere playthings for you as you perform your pastimes o unlimited one of thousand heads as your pastime you carry this entire earthly globe upon your heads at the time of annihilation you withdraw the entire universe within your body and remaining all alone lie down to rest so now they come to know who adishesh is who balram is your anger is meant for instructing everyone it is not a manifestation of hatred or envy o supreme lord you sustain the mode of goodness and you became angry only to maintain and protect this world now why do these stories happen hardly anybody understands isn't it and yet we keep on saying you know why are you doing like this why are you doing like that we keep on blaming the lord so we bow down to you o soul of all beings o welder of all potencies o tireless maker of the universe offering your obeisance we take shelter to you of you sukhdev goswami said thus propitiated by kurus whose city was trembling and who was surrendering to him in great distress lord balram became very calm and kindly disposed towards them do not be afraid he said and took away their fear duryodhan being very affectionate to his daughter gave as her dowry 1260 year old elephants 1000 120000 horses 6 6000 golden chariots shining like the sun and 1000 maid servants with jeweled lockets on their necks the supreme lord the king of the yadus the chief of the yadus accepted all these gifts and departed with his son and daughter in law as his well wisher bid him farewell then lord halayuddha entered the city and met his met his relatives that is he came back to dwarka whose hearts were all bound to him in love loving attachments in the assembly halls he reported to the yadus leaders everything about his dealing with the kurus even today the city of hastinapur is visibly elevated on the southern side along the ganga thus showing the signs of lord balram's prowess so those who have gone to delhi will see that the southern side is slightly lifted up <laughs> so next time you are in delhi please go and see you know whether the southern side is lifted up or no huh so this is the end of the story called the marriage of samba now it's nothing but arrogance that was pacified isn't it you have to get this arrogance of this kind of people that is the kurus when man gets money power and so many other things he thinks no end of himself and then he thinks i am doing things for others i am doing things for the other person that's not the way how things are to be done so many a times the lord has to use his own methods of subduing this kind of a behavior of destroying this kind of an arrogance and ego and how does it happen you will find that krishna himself has not done anything over here but his divine potency pal balram who is adishesh has worked it out in a different way now we have come across so many stories where you may not understand why and the wherefores why this happens why that happens last time also the story which was there you know that uh, balram some some aspect was there about gorilla and so on and so forth why that happened nobody understands there are certain things which are 
on a continuous basis you know things are happening on a very very continuous basis and this continuation is not in this life it may be from the past or it may be in the future something is there let us say the world called and x and y the and is there it's a continu- it's, it's like a joining word similarly instances in this world some very very insignificant according to us instances may happen today so that they can be you know part of a bigger scene tomorrow i'll give you one small example you know in one of the uh, one of the avatars of vishnu which is called the vamana avatar you know vamana avatar i'm sure you remember the vamana avatar now in the vamana avatar if you remember vamana had subdued the great king bali correct and during that time now vamana was a very tiny fellow is a dwarf dwarf small now he looks like a baby in front of all the mighty you know great kings over there and all the yeah asuras so naturally what happened was bali maharaj who was like a very big asura himself and the vamana is a small tiny person so his daughter was there now this daughter was very comely and a beautiful looking woman so she looks at vamana and says oh such a cute baby <laughs> such a cute baby i would like to feed this type of a baby from my breast <laughs> and vamana is hearing her prayers so now imagine on one side you have all the asuras <laughs> there you have this lady saying this so how do you fulfill this so at that time vamana gives her a vardan and says okay in one of your lives you will get the chance to feed me okay and in the life when 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 he is born vamana is born as sri krishna rather when sri krishna takes birth at that time i am sure you remember the story of putana putana was that you know she comes and she feeds she breastfeeds krishna right now this is the same daughter of bali maharaj in the past yugas who was then given this chance of feeding the lord so she feeds the lord and the lord suckles her breast and completely removes the entire essence of her being from her body now you may wonder you know how did putana suddenly come about but now if you know the back story somewhere in the past now you know okay this is so right <laughs> so the linkage is there somewhere the story is linking properly see because we are human beings we have only idea about one life of ours that is this one and that too most of the time we don't have any idea about what is happening also to us <laughs> because we are very confused every single day now think about it you you really wonder why this incident is happening why that incident is happening yes there is a certain precursor somewhere down the line there is some story and today there is some story and there is a linkage somewhere so likewise you will find that the story of samba and various other things that we did with a small 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 stories along the way they are all connected 
and because they are connected we get to hear this great story called the bhagavatam so now we have come to chapter 69 from this book you know canto 10 part 3 chapter 69 is narad muni visits lord krishna's palaces in dwarka <laughs> this is a interesting story again narad muni is on his mission i am sure by now you know narada is the one who does from here to there to there to there okay internet isp internet service provider okay or whatever you may call him <laughs> so he is the one who keeps on linking the whole universe up properly giving information but at least you know if you go to dictionary or a wikipedia it's not going to do some ungli vaji here narada is known for doing all is <laughs> so that it's a requirement it is something which is to be done why because there the future is opening up the future opens up right so let us see so we are doing chapter 69 narada visits krishna's palaces Sukadev Goswami said hearing that Lord Krishna had killed Narakasura and had alone married many brides Narad Muni desired to see the Lord in this situation he thought it is quite amazing that a single body Lord Krishna simultaneously married 16000 women each in separate palaces thus the sage of the demigods eagerly went to Dwarka you know it is it's a very common thing you have this one person who wants to know how did this thing happen i want to go and investigate so you have investigative journalism from narada so he's going to go and find out <laughs> how can one person get married to 16000 you know girls simultaneously i better know about all these things the city was filled with the sounds of birds and bees flying around the park and pleasure gardens while its lakes crowded with blooming indivara amboja kalhara kumoda and utpala lotuses resounded with the calls of swans and the cranes dwarka boasted 900000 royal palaces so there are so many palaces in dwarka alone all constructed with silver and crystal and splendorously decorated with huge emeralds inside these palaces the furnishings were bedecked with gold and jewels traffic moved along as well laid out system of boulevards roads intersections and market places and many assembly houses and temples and demigods gracing the charming city the roads courtyards commercial streets and residential patios were all sprinkled with water and shaded from the sun's heat by banner waving from flag poles now how big is dwarka okay it may be as big as singapore for all you know because it has got you know roadways railways this one that one so many things and it has got so many of palaces how many palaces is unimaginable number of palaces all right and everything is made of gold and silver and bedecked with diamonds and jewels and so don't you think we should all go and do the expedition for dwarka we should go and search for it maybe we will find a lot of gold and that india doesn't have to suffer so badly <laughs> is the same thing which was uh, connected with taj mahal you know taj mahal was encrusted with real di- jewels and today you don't even find a jewel right so you have to go to taj mahal 
only people like you know kate middleton and all are allowed to sit on that seat over there with nobody in the background if you go you will have hundreds of people back and front of you you can't take even a single photograph by the way <laughs> and incidentally they are renovating it they are doing some work over there today so here dwarka was such a splendorous city so he is come to dwarka in the city of dwarka was a beautiful private quarters worshipped by the planetary rulers the district where the demigods vishwakarma had shown all his divine skills was a residential area of lord hari and thus it was gorgeously decorated by the 16000 palaces of lord krishna's queens narad muni entered one of these immense palaces so the palace itself was quite immense so he enters that palace one palace narada is only one okay so what does he do supporting the palace were coral pillars decoratively inlaid with vaidyadura gems sapphires bedecked the walls and the floors glowed with perpetual brilliance in that palace twasta had arranged canopies with hanging strands of pearls there were also seats and beds fashioned of ivory and precious jewels in attendance One second. <clears throat> in attendance were many well-dressed maid servants bearing lockets on their neck and also armored-clad guards with turbans, fine uniforms and jeweled earrings. The glow of numerous jewel-studded lamps dispelled all darkness in the palace. My dear king, on the ornate ridge of the roof danced loudly crying peacocks who saw the fragrant aguru incense escaping through the holes of the latticed windows and mistook it for a cloud you know dhoop you know in the dhoopam you put that thing and you make the smoke all over the place and this incense is very very nice we always show it to the gods and so on and so forth even in the houses it is done even when uh, a child is born he is given that essence you know through small you put little charcoal and then you put that essence in it and it floats like that in that palace the learned brahmana who saw the lord of the satvata sri krishna together with his wife who found him a golden handled yak tail fan she personally served him in this way even though she was constantly attended by thousand maid servants equal to her in personal character beauty youth and fine dress now each palace had one queen remember there were 16108 queens now all these had their personal retinue of servants now instead of the servants attending on the lord the queens themselves were attending on sri krishna the supreme lord in the greatest upholder of religious principles thus when he noticed narada he rose at once from goddess sri beds goddess sri's bed however a bed bowed his crowned head at narada's feet and joined his palms at the sage sit down in his own seat now when sri krishna sees narada entering at that time krishna gets up and is going out to welcome him the lord bathed narada's feet and then put the water on his own head although lord krishna is the supreme spiritual author authority of the universe and the master of his devotees it is proper for him to behave in this way for his name is brahmana deva that is the lord who favors the brahmanas 
the sri krishna honored the sage narada by bathing his feet even though the water that bathes the lord's own feet become the ganga the ultimate holy shrine many a times we have seen you know when the lord himself what does he do he behaves like a normal human being he goes and touches the feet of these kind of people that is the sages he will go to their place he will worship them he will take the dust of their feet as well you wonder why does the lord have to do this kind of things he is teaching us humility he is teaching us how we need to honor this kind of people and when the lord himself is doing it naturally then you will also do the same after fully worshiping the great sage of the demigods according to vedic injunctions lord krishna who is himself the original sage narayana the friend of nara conversed with narada the lord's measured speech was as sweet as a nectar finally the lord asked narada what we may do for you our lord and master what we may do for you so the krishna is asking narada can we do something for you that means you have come over here for a certain reason what is it can we fulfill your wishes shri narada said o almighty lord it is no surprise that you the ruler of the world shows friendship for all people and yet subdue the envious as we all know you descend by your sweet will in order to bestow the highest good on this universe by maintaining and protecting it thus your glories are widely sung now i have seen your feet which granted liberation to your devotees which even lord brahma and the other great personalities of unfathomable intelligence can only meditate upon with their hearts and which those who have fallen into the well of material existence resort to your for your deliverance please favor me so that i may constantly think of you as i travel about please grant me the power to remember you actually what narada is doing is giving praises to the lord and what he is saying is also right he is saying that at any point in time let me always remember you and this is a very funny thing you know in our world we give importance to other things more than we give importance to god you may say no 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 god is very very important to me when you are in deep trouble you want to think about god when you don't have a job you want to think about god when somebody is dying in the house you want to think about god when something is going wrong in our life we want to think about god but many a times you know we don't even give a damn when things are going in a different way you know how we behave we think we relegate the word of the lord to something quite uh, mundane we say no 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 i can eliminate this and i can do that today in the morning i asked you know why is this person not joining what was the answer that was given the answer that was given is oh my company has given me so much of work that i don't have the time to join for satsang you are doing this only for 2 hours in a week your entire life your job has been given by the lord himself and you are saying that this 2 hours you cannot spare whereas you have time to brush your teeth go to bed sleep eat drink do all kinds of things in this world and yes your job is important no doubt about it your job is making you tired so you don't have the time to attend the satsang who has given the job to you by the way 
who has given the money to you who has given this wife or this husband and this child and this all these things to you so you are going to relegate this to are chalo hota hai we can eliminate this do one thing no don't go for shitting one day see what happens don't go brush your teeth one day see what happens you cannot live without it yesterday i was telling chitti one story i said you know what one one student is there one disciple is there he is telling his guru every now and then show me the lord show me the lord show me the lord you know i believe you know the god so show it to me so the master says you know you have to do a lot of sadhana for this you have to pray very hard you have to do so many things no he says you please show me you know for you it is so easy you keep on seeing the lord so many times so they look at the guru and they say oh for you it is okay you know you are always lost in the lord for us it's such a difficult thing you know show me the lord so he says fine one day i will show you so when they are going for bath one day into the river now while they are bathing both the master and the disciple the master holds the head of the disciple under water for a very long time till the person is choking to death because there is no air no so finally he pulls that boy out of the water so the boy looks at his master and says what is this you as a master you are trying to kill me this is not a done thing what kind of a guru are you you are an useless fellow you want to kill your disciple he says did you notice were you not fighting for your last breath when you are deep inside that water that one thing which you needed the highest need at that point was there and you were struggling and struggling and struggling to get that one last breath that's the kind of effort you need to see god and here we have people who tell me oh i can't spare that 15 minutes also i can't spare that half an hour i can't spare that one hour you know why because i have some work in my company i have this to do i have that to do i have one person you know who every 3 months will call me up and saying i am dying my world has come to an end and please help me get out of get me out of this rut so that person will you know message me call me up i say fine and then i have to give one small satsang and things start getting better once the card start getting better the person disappears for 3 to 6 months don't even know where the person is again after 3 to 6 months i am dying i want to commit suicide i want to die i want to do this i want to do that help me so you know what all these people they treat spirituality or the knowledge of the divine as a time pass when you need it now us time pe it's like you know you remember in our house somewhere in the house there is one small you know what do you call that fire extinguisher lying somewhere fire extinguisher you know na only when you have fire in the house that you are going to go and search for the fire extinguisher now they treat spirituality at this level okay and every every time i hear reasons like the way you put your life 
in front of you doing all the ablutions on a day to day basis can you not spare this one hour or this two hours per week is it such a difficult thing i am not reprimanding anybody over here i am just trying to tell you how you treat spiritual or the lord in your own world you give importance to even the mundanest of the things in the world the mundanest of the things is oh i got to go somewhere that going somewhere is important uh one day i was told by one person oh, you do you know the reason why i don't attend the satsang you know your satsang is at very odd hours and you know what happens is uh, anyway sometimes in the in the week or the next week or the few weeks i will listen to that audio so why don't you do like this you know today don't brush your teeth maybe in a 5 days later you brush for 4 days after that is that okay or you don't wash your ass today you go to the toilet don't wash your ass just now wash it after the fifth or the sixth time i'm sure this is not how you do things isn't it you need to wash your ass right then you need to brush every single day so are you going to procrastinate like this and say oh mai baad mein kar lunga wo us time ka baad mein kar lunga acha mai recording sununga recording sunna aur original mein baithna is other, other thing you know <laughs> you know that's not a little bit of fun is going on but what i'm telling you is the real truth we keep on doing this kind of things in our world for god but when you are in trouble you are searching for that fire fire extinguisher somewhere and please remember this that fire extinguisher may not be found at that point in time why are we forgetting this so keep it ready keep it handy so have it on a day to day basis you know like a very regular thing it should be in your life you may be a believer you may be a non believer but to do things on a very regular basis is something which we do in our normal world so let us do this as a very very regular activity it will help us and there are some idiots in our life who will keep on telling us you know eh ek din nahi jaya gaya to koi problem nahi hai ek din nahi gaya to koi problem nahi hai means one day even if you miss it does not matter you know what tell that person no tomorrow no don't don't do this particular great activity which you do hmm can you not go for a pee for 15 minutes after the moment it start uh, have to go for a pee don't go for 1 hour 2 hours see what happens ah huh. you you want to do it exactly at that time no why that activity is important to you is peeing equivalent to uh, listening to religious uh, discourses is it no no but that has got more value than this you are there in this world because of spiritual because of the lord give him that much of importance don't say you know that i don't have time i cannot attend yes many a times it may so happen that your appointments may be at that time but yes some day in life you may say i want to get up at 11 o'clock in the morning instead of early morning yes you are allowed not that you are not allowed spirituality doesn't mean that you have to you know put yourself at the firing gun point no nothing like that 
it only means if you are giving so much of importance to your material world you need to give some amount of importance to this as well and do not prioritize this as some mundane activity make it as a very good activity in your life in the top 3 at least that will help you and this knowledge can never be got anywhere no wife no husband no child no brother no mother no sister and nobody on this earth can give you this knowledge let me tell you this much nobody on this earth can give you this knowledge the people who are going to tell you you know it's important that we go for this and we go for that or your job is important are not the people who are going to help you when you are about to die or when things are going to go wrong they will disappear from your life all right so yeah it's slightly a harsh lesson but let me put it this way so today morning when i was told that you know my job is very very important sir who gave you that job you have joined just 2 3 months ago and the job you think has come aisa hai ha aam leke aaya bazar se aisa narada then entered the palace of another lord krishna's wives my dear king he was eager to witness the spiritual potency possessed by the master of masters of the mystic power so now we are continuing with the story uh if it is possible i would like to finish this story i may extend by 5 minutes okay so what does narada do narada wants to see and understand this so he goes to another another palace there he saw the lord playing a dice with his beloved consort and his friend uddhava lord krishna worshiped narada by standing up offering him a seat and so on and then as if he did not know asked him when did you arrive what can needy person like us do for those who are full of themselves in any case my dear brahmana please make my life auspicious thus addressed narada was astonished he simply stood up silently and went to another palace this time narada ji saw the lord krishna was engaged in an affectionate father petting his small children from there he entered another palace and saw lord krishna preparing to take his bath in one palace the lord was offering oblations to his sacrificial fires and in another worshiping the five mahayagyas in another feeding brahmanas and yet another eating the remnants of food left by brahmanas so at different different places he sees krishna doing all these activities remember there are 16108 wives and in every palace he finds one krishna over there somewhere lord krishna was observing the rituals for worship at the sunset by refer- refraining from speech and quietly chanting the gayatri mantra and elsewhere he was moving about with sword and shield in the areas set aside for sword practice so at different places different activities in one place lord gadagraj was riding on horses elephants and chariots and in other places he was resting in his bed while bards recited his glories somewhere he was consulting with royal ministers like uddhava and somewhere else he was enjoying the water surrounded by many society girls and other young women so at different places different different activities are going on and everywhere he finds krishna over there somewhere he was giving well decorated cows to exalted brahmanas and elsewhere he was listening to the auspicious narration of epic histories and the puranas somewhere lord krishna was found enjoying the company of a particular wife by exchanging joking words with her somewhere else he was found engaged along with his wife in religious ritualistic functions somewhere krishna was found engaged in matters of economic development and somewhere else he was found enjoying family life according to the regulative principle of the shastras so at different different places krishna along with his people is doing different things 
So somewhere with his wife he is enjoying his life. Somewhere with his wife he is telling her, oh this is how things have to be done. And some places he is showing her all different kinds of stuff. But every place there is a something different happening. Somewhere he was sitting alone meditating on the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is transcendental to material nature. And somewhere he was rendering menial service to his elders, offering them desirable things and reverential worship. At some places he was taking care of the elders and in some places he was praying to the gods. Sri Krishna praying to the gods? Doesn't it sound very fishy? It sounds very funny. But don't you understand that as a human being, when he takes a flesh form, he does all these kind of things. He pays respect where it is due. You understand this? He is showing you by example. And in one place he was planning battles in consultation with his advisors. And in another place he was making peace. Somewhere Lord Keshava and Lord Balrama were together pondering the welfare of the pious. Narada saw Lord Krishna engaged in getting his sons and daughters married to suitable brides, bridegrooms at an appropriate time. And the marriage ceremonies were being performed with great pomp. Narada observed how Sri Krishna, the master of yoga masters, attended to, arranged to send away his daughters and son-in-laws and also to receive them home again at the time of great holiday celebrations. All the citizens were astonished to see these celebrations. Somewhere he was worshipping the demigods with elaborate sacrifice and elsewhere he was fulfilling his religious obligations by doing public welfare work such as constructions of well, public parks and monasteries. Now you will wonder, why does the Lord have to you know, make wells and monasteries and this and that? But that is his job. Why are we discounting that in another place? So you see, he is a full-fledged person. He is not a single person. He is not like a person who is wearing orange clothes and sitting in some godforsaken place. He is not becoming a bhikari over there and you know, begging for alms on the street. That is the reason why Krishna avatar is called the Sampurna avatar. All other avatars, including the Buddha avatar, is partial, it's a small avatar. The Vamana avatar or any other avatar is a partial avatar. You will never find those avatars have doing all these kind of things. In another place he was in the hunting expedition, mounted on his Sindhi horse and accompanied by the most heroic of Yadus. He was killing animals meant for offerings and sacrifice. Somewhere Krishna, the lord of mystic power, was moving about in disguise among the homes of ministers and other citizens in order to understand what each of them was thinking. So, it is important to know what the world thinks about you. Having thus seen the display of Lord Yogamaya, Narada mildly laughed and then addressed Lord Rishikesh, who was adopting the behavior of a human being. So, Lord adopts the behavior of the human being wherever he is. In whichever place that he is, he becomes as human as he can be. Narada said, Now we understand your mystic potencies, which are difficult to comprehend, even by great mystics. O Supreme Soul, Master of all mystic powers, only by serving your feet that I have been able to perceive your powers. Only when you become a supplicant to the Divine Lord can you understand the truth of these words. It's very difficult to understand the truth. In one place he behaves like a normal human being. Absolutely a down-to-earth kind of a person. He is serving somebody, he is doing something. At another place he is a king, at another place he is, he is listening to music. He is doing all kinds of work. Oh Lord, please give me your leave. I will wander about the world which are flooded by your fame, loudly singing about your past and purify the universe. 
The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, O Brahmana, I am the speaker of religion, this performer and sanctioner. I observe religious principles to teach them to the world. My child, do not be disturbed. So now you will try to understand why I told you about all those nonsensical things. Going to the toilet, putting water, doing this, doing that. If the Lord himself can do all those kinds of things, including pray to gods, including performing sacrifice, including being a nice husband to his wife, including being a good father, is he not arranging marriages? Is he not taking part in the marriages? Is he not sending his son-in-law and his daughter, daughter for you know for honeymoon or whatever the place that is? They are. He is doing all these kind of things. Are they, is he not? He is doing everything everywhere. And yet there is one Lord, and he appears in hundreds of homes, thousands of homes. How does he appear? The essence of the Lord never goes from anywhere. It's always in the place where it is supposed to be. So you may say sometimes, you know that the Lord is not there with me. Who says so? He is always with you. Always remember this. So giving importance to the Lord is as much important to us. If the Lord himself can do all these duties, what are we faltering for? We should also perform that little duty that we are doing. Correct? So, the Supreme Personality of God had said, O Brahmana, I am the speaker of religion, is performer and sanctioner. Observe religious principle to teach them to the world. My child, so do not be disturbed. So, he upholds the dharma. He comes in this world to teach the dharma also. What is the main principle of God coming to earth? He teaches the religious principles. So, religious principles are like this, which I taught you about just now. Sukhdeva Goswami said, Thus in every palace, Narada saw the Lord in the same personal form, executing the transcendental principles of religion, that purify those engaged in household affairs. So religious principles are very very important. Having repeatedly seen the vast mystic display of Lord Krishna, whose power is unlimited, the sage was amazed and filled with wonder. Lord Krishna greatly honored Narada, faithfully presenting him with gifts related to economic prosperity, sense gratification and religious duties. Thus fully satisfied, the sage departed, constantly remembering the Lord. In this way, Lord Narayana imitated the ways of ordinary humans manifesting his divine potencies in the benefit of all beings. Thus he enjoyed their king in the company of his 16,000 exalted consorts who serve the Lord with their shy, affectionate glances and laughter. Lord Hari is the ultimate cause of the universal creation, maintenance and destruction. My dear king, anyone who chants about, hears about or simply appreciates the extraordinary activities he performed in this world, which are impossible to imitate, will surely develop devotion for the Supreme Lord the best door of liberation. So we have come to the end of this beautiful chapter. So I shall stop over here.